When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God only made me one way. That's to be Jalen Hurts. I'm powerful, tough. I'm relentless competitive. The journey far from over. I'm obsessed with this game. Enough is never enough. About taking it to another level. The only direction is to rise. Everybody in their opinions, they don't deposit at the bank. In the SEC chant, Dan Orlovsky. Okay, anyway, uh, the latest on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts coming your way. Gardner Minshew will start Saturday in place of Jalen. That's all coming your way on NFL Live. We're going to tell you the ways that Gardner is different from Jalen in five minutes. What are you pointing at? A jacket sweet. It's sweet, that's, right? That's Marcus Spears in the Thank fabulous wintry jacket. Thank you. And that's Dan Orlovsky. Hey. Adam Schefter's hey, story us a little bit, guys. But first, Week 16 starts tonight with the Jags visiting the Jets in a crucial matchup, and that is where we begin. The Jets' two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. It's must-win for both teams at MetLife tonight. This is a playoff game for the Jags and Jets, looking to keep postseason hopes alive. So let's check into the Domino's pregame headquarters where we find Jeremy Fowler. And, Jeremy, game-time weather is an issue. It's 45 degrees and rain 40 mile per hour winds. What more can you tell us about the conditions for tonight's game? It looks okay right now, but I'm sure that's going to change. Yeah, Laura, it has seriously picked up just in the last hour with the wind and rain. I spoke with somebody with the Jets. They said they're expecting about an inch of rain from now until after the game. And so the Jets tell me, look, we've played in Buffalo. We've played in Chicago. We're ready to go. You just have to buckle up. We're not going to change much. It's just going to be a bad hair day for everyone. <laughs> but for Zach Wilson, they're hoping for just a clean game because I spoke with tight end Tyler Conklin, and he told me that Zach Wilson was accountable in the huddle last week against Detroit. Through the good and the bad, he stayed positive, and so he considered that growth. The Jets just simply want Wilson to take the layups, make good decisions. They feel like their playmakers and their defense can do the rest. I love it, Jeremy. Thanks so much for the latest out there. And I said it didn't look that bad. On second thought, it kind of does, to be totally honest. One of the biggest issues for Zach Wilson has been accuracy. The Jets' second-year quarterback ranks last in both completion percentage and off-target percentage for this season. It's continued as a trend for Wilson, as his career off-target rate is the worst of any quarterback in the last decade. It's a long time. So, Dan, a quick turnaround for the Jets and Zach Wilson, their offense. What's something that Wilson needs to improve on this week for the Jets to have a chance to win this game? I, I think we need to address the weather. First, you know, yeah. just it really it's going to be paramount for every single play for him to be hyper focused on the ball, the snap, um, every handoff, like everything's going to have to be hyper focused. I don't know if they'll be in the gun maybe a little bit more because that sometimes happens as well. So handle the weather. I've talked about the coaches making sure he's not in the pocket much, but two things that Zach has to control. Number one, every play that you go to line of scrimmage, have a very clear plan for what you're going to do with the football 
given to what the defense is going to play. You saw it early on last week where he struggled with the simplicity of that. This is a very basic concept. It's called Lion, two slants on either side. Now the safeties are going to rotate and give you a one high man coverage look. Foundationally, you work away from rotation. That would be up top, but instead he works to the bottom. Working to the bottom, there's three defenders and only two guys running the slants. The second thing is, working to the bottom is Denzel Mims, his number three receiver versus Jeff Okuda, the number one corner. Well, up top is his number one receiver, Garrett Wilson, versus his backup corner in Detroit. That tells me, when you have that simple of a play, and I don't care what level you're at, when you have that defense go to one high, you work away from where that safety drops down. That would be the first step. And then you always, in man coverage, think, where's my best matchup? To have your number one corner, uh, excuse me, the number one receiver on a number two or number three corner, that should, the, Gary Wilson might score from 98 there. So having a better, very clear plan. And the second thing I would say is this. He's a very athletic player. It's going to be awful weather-wise. Sometimes like Daniel Jones does, where he runs the ball eight times for 50, like maybe the athleticism and just the playmaking and not, all right, I'm going to hang in the pocket and wait and get through progressions. Dude, if one's not there, maybe tuck in and run to see if you can go get some yardage and then not have to deal with the elements. Mm. Dan, let me, let me – I'm supposed to give an analysis, Boogie, but I, I got to ask Dan this question because I trust him. I, I've been around him. I think he's the best in the business when it comes to these QB evaluations, especially when guys get in the league. Dan, as, as a, I'm going to sit back as a fan and ask you this question, bro. Is the game – is the NFL game right now too fast for Zach Wilson? That's number one. And my second question is – how do you overcome that? Or is it just such a red flag with the way he's played that the Jets should be thinking about if this guy is ever going to be the guy we need to lead us in this franchise? Game's absolutely too fast for him right now mentally. And um, I don't know if it's Marcus because he can't think and he can't process or he's just so mentally stuck with what has happened this year in the situation. But the game is absolutely with his mm. ability to see things and what should I do with the football is too fast. I, don't, I can't answer if the Jets are there right now. He's got a game in four hours, right? And, and maybe he plays the game of his life tonight and he goes on a hot streak. But it's silly to sit here and think that it's just going to flip the switch this year. So um, right. I, I think he's talented, Marcus, right? I think he's very physically talented. But I don't care. And I've always said, you know this, there's creators and there's thinkers at that position. He yep. is a creator, well, a guy who's a creator and could go make plays, he's got more sacks taken this year, 20, than completions, 16, under pressure. That can't happen. Ugh. You know, you said the other day that you feel like at times he's seen the field well. It's not happening right now. We've seen quarterbacks go into slumps like this, but it's so early in his career, it's still hard to really know where yeah. they're going to go. Zach That's Wilson has the lowest man. QBR under pressure, also the second lowest average time to throw not exactly the recipe for excess. success. Excuse me. Excess would be nice for him because it might mean some completions. All go. right, back to the top story of the week. Jalen Hurts suffered a sprained right shoulder against the Bears Sunday. And while both Hurts and head coach Nick Sirianni said earlier in the week they wouldn't rule out playing against the Cowboys Saturday, they're now planning to play it safe and start Gardner Minshew. Here's more from Sirianni earlier today. It's looking like uh, it's going to be Gardner. Um, Jalen did everything he possibly could to to get his body ready to go, and it just at the end of the day, he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to do it. And he, man, he 
he tried like crazy. Gardner will be our guy, and Gardner will be ready. Gardner worked his butt off uh, to for this opportunity uh, against a really good football team, and uh, had a great practice yesterday. I think I think you guys uh, have all heard that of uh, how good a practice he had yesterday. A lot of energy out there, and uh, yeah, he's ready to go. So if any team is built to succeed without their starting quarterback, it probably is the Eagles, right? This season, Philadelphia's offensive line ranks top 10 in both run block win rate and pass block win rate. They have the first and 12th highest graded receivers, according to ESPN's new receiving tracking metric. And they have a running back in Miles Sanders that ranks fifth in both rush yards and rushing touchdowns. By the way, they also have a defense that leads the league in both sacks and interceptions. They're such a complete team. It's why they have the record that they do. And, Dan, we all agree that the Eagles' supporting cast is talented, right? Sure. So most quarterbacks would have success if they had to slide Correct. in no matter what the situation is. But what about Gardner Minshew is different from Jalen Hurts? Yeah, great question. I'd say, number one, he's a gunslinger. He has a very much so freelance, Brett Favre, I'm going to go kind of run around the field and make some big-time plays. There's a freedom in the way he plays. Very confident player. Number two, he's a creative playmaker. You know, Jalen is that that designed run guy. He's a creative player. Run around, go make some plays, and um, kind of get yourself out of bad. And then the third thing, he's unafraid to throw the ball in tight windows. That's a little bit more of that gunslinger mentality. He'll put the ball in harm's way more than Jalen Hurts will. Now, I don't mean reckless, but he will put the ball in harm's way. Hey, that guy's covered. I still think I can make Mm. that throw where Jalen has a little bit more discipline um, with his both decision-making and his style of play. He's a fun player to watch. He should have a lot of success with all the help in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, man, he has a tremendous supporting cast. And I think this is a game where Sirianni is going to want to establish the line of scrimmage. Sure. Obviously, with Jalen being out, you lose that element of quarterback run. I'm, and not that Garner can't scramble, but the explosive play mentality that you would have with Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders, you saw it. You just showed it, Boogie. Top five in yards, top five in touchdowns. But more importantly, it's that this team is willing to do it. They're willing to do it when they when they can and when they have to. And I think that is what's going to help Gordon Minshew more than anything. And the other thing is, too, what you said, Dan, which I think is very important. And, and the Cowboys and everybody that's watching the Eagles with Gordon Minshew playing in this game. He is not going to fear this moment. Right. This is the type of thing. Like, if you know anything about Gordon Minshew, He's relishing for the opportunity to play the Cowboys as the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm excited to see him play, and I'm also excited to see them test how much Jalen Hurts means to this offense based on his presence and the things that we've seen him do playing at an MVP level. But I think Gordon Minshew is going to play well at a high enough level, but I also would want, if I'm Dallas, to put this game in his hands mm. and not allow the Philadelphia Eagles to go downhill with this run game to make things easier for him. Hey, yeah, go ahead. I, I think he's an upcoming free agent as well, Gardner Minshew. So yeah, he's yeah. had some starts. Yeah, that's a big opportunity. Are you t- for an NFL offseason that doesn't have a bona fide stud at the free agent quarterback position, what a massive opportunity. Yeah, I mean, and just to back up some of what y'all are saying with the numbers, Minshew's thrown 41 touchdowns to 12 interceptions in his career. That's the sixth best touchdown-to-interception ratio of any QB since he entered the league in 2019. Dan says he may put the ball in harm's way, but he doesn't do it stupidly. He's had a good success rate doing that. All right, we're just getting started here on NFL Live, and lately the Bengals have looked like the team to beat in the AFC. Dan's going to tell us how Joe Burrow and this offense have changed since last year. Last year, they're in the Super Bowl, but 
They're better in some ways. Plus, the Chiefs offense started off slow in their win against the Texans. Find out why someone here still has trust either way. It helps when you got Patrick Mahomes. More NFL Live on the way. Free Game Headquarters is brought to you by Domino's. Get a taste of variety when you order off the Domino's Mix and Match menu. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The NFL is headed back to Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl games featuring new skills challenges in the first ever AFC versus NFC flag football games. We'll be there to see your favorite players at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Sunday, February 5th. Scan the QR code on your screen or visit ProBowl.com slash tickets. Time to go on trend now, guys, where I'll give our analysts a stat happening currently. They'll tell us if it continues. So we start with the Detroit Lions. Come on, Snow. Their wide receivers have been making things happen, right, especially when it comes comes to after the catch since week nine you see it there Detroit's wideouts have recorded 516 yards after the catch second most in the league behind only the Eagles Dan what are you seeing from the Lions receivers that's leading to all this success in recent weeks and does it continue yeah because the stuff they do pre-snap I think they're as well coached in the details of the pass game as anybody in the league now look at the way that they use pace and leverage and others and stems right you're going to get the outside receiver going in inside receiver going out you got a little bit of a flat route to pull that defender, but the way that they went off the line of scrimmage creates that separation. Six or seven yard throw becomes a huge gain. So the pace that they run their routes with, the way that they work leverage and use leverage of the defender, the way that they use each other when they get into those stacks to run routes and um, leverage off each other and just the stems that they come off the football with. Antoine Randall, longtime great NFL wide receiver and Rex Ryan's son, are the wide receiver coaches in Detroit. And I'm just telling you, when it comes to the details of route running, they are as good as any group in the NFL.
It's nice when that works out really well, too, yeah. Dan. Staying in the NFC North, we go to Minnesota, where the Vikings are coming off the largest comeback in NFL history. What may have also been lost in the shuffle is that the Vikings scored their 10th one-score win, recorded it, of the season, tying the most in a season in NFL history. They've been doing it by the skin of their teeth, Marcus. But do you see this trend of the Vikings continuing to win tight games, continuing moving forward? Boogie, yeah, if they have the opportunity from an offensive standpoint, listen, the, the, the athletes and the guys that they have on the perimeter and in the backfield, obviously with Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne had a huge game. Dalvin Cook, as you see here, this team is one of the scariest teams when it comes to personnel and how many guys can make plays for Kirk Cousins. Now, I know some of it has been a bit lucky, but anybody that's had a chance to win championships, a little luck is always involved. I'm concerned about Minnesota. We don't talk about Minnesota as one of the top teams in the NFC, and it's all because of their defense. But this offense with the ball in their hands late in games, they have multiple opportunities, multiple people that can make big plays. So I think the trend continues if they're in striking distance. Now to the Bengals, who have been terrific in the red zone this season. Cincinnati's offense ranks fourth in touchdown rate in the red zone while having the league's fifth highest QBR they can get it yeah. done through the air and on the ground as they rank top 10 in both passing and rushing touchdowns in the red zone this season. Even Joe Burrow running it in himself sometimes. Dan, what are you seeing from this Bengals offense once they get inside their opponent's 20-yard line and you think it continues? I think this is for this season where they show up the most when it comes to the three wide receivers. Remember last year it was like all those big plays down the field and teams haven't allowed that. So it's much more efficiency to drive the field. And then the Jamar Chase... T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd shows up. So it's really going to start at the bottom of the screen with this two-man set right here. This is Jamar Chase, and this is Boyd. Now, defensively, they're going to build what we know as a triangle, right? These three defenders are going to build that triangle and basically play a three-over-two concept. Now, everything starts with Jamar. He's going to run it really a one-step slant at the bottom of the screen. Now, as Jamar goes one-step slant, the vision for Joe Burrow goes to that safety, right? Because if that safety becomes a guy that drives down onto Jamar Chase and essentially double teams him, the option has to go to step number two, which is Boyd. Now, Boyd's got to do one thing great at the line of scrimmage. Win the outside. I need you to win that outside leverage. He's done that because what happens is when Jamar goes down, you see, Jamar's going down for that slant. Now, look, here comes that safety driving it. Okay, we got to get to step number two. That's going to be Tyler Boyd. Again, win outside at the line of scrimmage. Joe sees you. You're going to double-team Jamar Chase. There's an easy completion for a touchdown on third down. So you saw one to Tyler Boyd. Now we're going to get a little bit of motion with Higgins. Again, everything starts with Jamar Chase, and there's Higgins. Boyd's not on the field. We call this deep red zone mesh, okay? You are going to go to that back pylon, and then Higgins is going to come to this back pylon. What happens is you get a little bit of a ball fake. Everything is built around number one, Jamar Chase. Now watch what happens with the defense. This is very simple. This is math, as I always say. You guys want to double Jamar Chase? There's two. Well, there's one. Higgins, very simple at home, right? Two on one, one on one. Who do you think is going to get the football? As they try to pass it off, look, Jamar Chase is covered. T. Higgins beats what's fall off double team because of the attention that got paid to Jamar Chase. So I showed you Boyd. I showed you Higgins. Now what we want to do is, all right, well, we want to get Jamar Chase in the end zone. We're going to cut his split now. That last time he was outside, the other time he was outside, cut split by yourself. Now they want to use some motion, force the defense to communicate. This is fantastic. What you're going to get, look at with that motion, you have all this space now that Jamar Chase, very smart player to go take advantage of. Now Joe Burrow is going to realize it. Now look, 
these defenders are sitting at the goal line, right? Don't you put your heels on the goal line, never go back. Jamar's so smart, go take advantage of that space, sit right there. Joe sees it, he's already letting the ball out of his hands. Now, this is what I love. Watch the smarts by Jamar in the finish. He is going to start to turn and go for the end zone before that ball gets to him. See how he's, look at that. He is drop stepping almost like a basketball player, and he is going to catch and burst on that left hand or left shoulder touchdown. The usage of those three guys in the red zone, it is so hard to score touchdowns in the red zone when you're not a dominant run team. But because they have those three weapons, last year it was, man, bombs away down the field. This year it's almost like throwing darts down in the red zone and picking mm. teams apart, and the different people help their offense so much down there. What do you think, Swag? I just love the fact that Joe Burrow is playing the way that he's playing because we had this conversation last year for uh, the first half of the season about Patrick Mahomes with wanting to just force the big play. And then we talked about it with Josh Allen. Joe Burrow has managed to say, listen, I know what I have on the outside. I know what these weapons are capable of doing, but I'm going to do it when it's the right time and when I want to. And all of this stuff is a manifestation of the run game and his willingness to check the football down, sure. right? We see Jamar Chase, even when Jamar Chase was out, this, this offense was starting to ascend because Joe Burrow, it did not matter where the ball was supposed to go. It was going to the right place. And obviously we saw last year, him and Jamar, explosive plays, and you can get enamored with that. I love the fact that Joe Burrow didn't get enamored with that. Joe Burrow came back this year, and to Dan's point, this is a better offense this year because Joe Burrow is a better quarterback this year. And he's willing to take layups, layups, layups until you suck up as a defense and then I'll bust your face with a three-pointer. And that's all they're doing. That's the concept going into every game. Man, he has gotten so good so quickly at this level. Yeah. I mean, really, like you think about it, he hadn't even played the position yeah. at this high of a level that long. And look what he's doing. He's also, more good news on the way for the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson, we've been wondering about him. He is expected to play this weekend against the Patriots after missing last week's game versus the Bucks with a broken wrist. That's huge for that Ooh. defense. That's kind of our one question about the Bengals down the stretch. Can they stay healthy defensively? Still to come on NFL Live, despite all the troubles in Tampa, TB12 and the Bucks still in position to win the division. Man, uh, there is something about their play calling, though, that has Dan at a loss for words. Don't worry, he'll still talk, but you'll find out what's got him upset next. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Our Week 16 Monday Night Football matchup has Justin Herbert and the Chargers taking on Jeff Saturday's Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium, 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the app. Coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6. And, of course, Adam will be a part of that show. But let's get to the top stories around the league heading into Week 16 with Adam Schefter. What do we need to know starting with Jalen Hurts, Adam? He's not going to play against the Dallas Cowboys, Laura. You heard Nick Sirianni talking about the fact that Jalen Hurts did what he could to be out there Saturday night, but they don't feel comfortable. And the fact of the matter is the Eagles just have to win one of their remaining three games to clinch the number one seed in the NFC. There's really no reason to play a Jalen Hurts when he's not fully right against the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday night. Gardner Minshew steps in instead and starts in place of him. Lamar Jackson ruled out today officially by the Baltimore Ravens. This will be the third straight game he has missed. Tyler Huntley is now expected to step in once again to try to keep alive the Baltimore Ravens host, but Lamar Jackson not over that sprained PCL ligament just yet. And the Tennessee Titans officially ruled out Ryan Tannehill, who's dealing with an ankle injury that could wind up requiring surgery, and that means that Malik Willis will have to lead the Titans to the playoff spot. Tannehill could miss multiple games here with that ankle injury that he was carted off for last week, and who would have thought that Malik Willis would be in this spot where the Titans' playoff hosts would be resting on the rookie quarterback's shoulders. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. When you think back to the draft, and we were all kind of waiting for Malik Willis to get taken. The Titans end up taking him, and now it's all up to him, thanks to Adam. And this Titans offense has struggled to produce all season. They rank 26th in points per game, 22nd in yards per play, and 24th in third down conversion rate. They're currently on pace to average their fewest points per game since 2014. And that's a season in which they went 2-14. and 14. Mm. It's interesting, when you got Derrick Henry, you think struggling with offense is not going to happen no matter who the quarterback is. But either way, with the struggling offense, Malik Willis steps in to start, Dan. What should the game plan be for the offense moving forward, you think? Be Philadelphia and be Baltimore. I mean, mm. the, the numbers over the last five weeks are even worse. They're like five, 15 points per game. That's a little bit because of injuries on their offensive line and to their perimeter players. But this is a young man who's very talented, but he is not skilled enough to just plug and play into that same offense that Ryan Tannehill was a part of. Philadelphia, Baltimore, even a little bit of Buffalo, the style of offense that they asked their quarterback to play. If they want to have a chance on this back stretch of three games, how many different type of plays element-wise can they implement from them to allow Malik in this offense to have a little bit more success? Yeah, and, and, and two D.O., don't sleep on Houston, man. Houston, gave, Houston gave Dallas all they can handle. Yeah. And they just gave Kansas City all that they can handle. So it's not like you're going into something that's a gimme. The other thing is this, man. I want everybody to put this in perspective. Last week, Derrick Henry had 104 yards rushing on 21 carries, and he had four catches for 59 yards. Ryan Tannehill threw for 165 yards. We all know what this is. Like, I love the fact that we keep things simple on this TV show. A.J. Brown is gone, and they don't have anybody on the outside that affects coverage. They don't have anybody that a defense really is worried about wrecking a game. I know that they drafted Traylon Burks, and I hope that he turns into a really good football player, but I would love to come on here and rail against Ryan Tannehill, who hasn't been great. Yeah. But this offense is devoid of talent beyond Derrick Henry. So as much as we talk about it, and it's a, it's a hell of a job, and why we respect Mike Grable like we do, because they do not have 
talent on this offense enough right. compared to the teams that we see in the AFC to do anything successfully, even if they get into the tournament. Yeah, Traylon Burks hasn't even been healthy, you right. know, and, and also coming in as yeah. a rookie, and you're not necessarily – no one's thinking you're going to fill A.J. Brown's shoes, but you're kind of asked to because your draft is a similar body-type receiver – you got to think they'd be in a lot better position if they still had Brown. Let's go to the Chiefs, who were in trouble against the Texans, like Marcus just mentioned last week, but eked out a win thanks to Patrick Mahomes' heroics. The offense stepping up when it mattered in big ways, as you're seeing right there on your screen. And the Chiefs' offense has been in a league of their own this whole season, right? Ranking first in points per game, yards per play, third down conversion rate, and total QBR. They're currently averaging the most yards per play by any team in a season since they themselves did it back in 2018. That was the season when Patrick Mahomes won league MVP. You know, it's funny because we're talking about the Titans who gave away a receiver, traded away a receiver. Well, everyone thought the Chiefs were left for dead because they were getting rid of Tyreek Hill. That's so stupid, man. I know. I know. So it makes stupid. you laugh and shake your head. Dan, you have seen a change from this Chiefs offense that's led to a lot of this success. What stands yeah, out? Uh, hear me out. I really believe that this Chiefs offense reminds me a lot of the 2019 Rams. Ooh. Everything is about illusion. They are going under center mm. so much more in comparison to last year. Last year, they ran the ball from under center, 20th best in the NFL. This year, they're fifth best running the football from under center. Last year, play action pass from under center was 25th in the league in yards per attempt. This year, they're top five. And what they're doing, if you guys remember that 2019 Rams season and team, they were always in that bunch formation. And they would build so many things off that bunch formation. You know, in, in the jet motion, and there would be a ball fake away, and he'd have some crazy pass concept Robert off Woods. of it. Yeah. They, th the yeah. Chiefs are in bunch so much lately. Maybe it's three wide receivers. Maybe it's two tight ends. Maybe it's three tight ends. The simplicity of showing the picture one, one, one moment before the snap to the defense and then having the five or six or seven things that they're doing off of that one formation has allowed them to become so much more consistent in the run game and so much more diverse in their pass game. Marcus, I would say this, Ruddy, I trust this offense more than I did last year. I, I have more um, when the going gets tough faith in it that it could do more given what the defense is going to ask it ask it to do yeah i mean i'm in line with you because i think the point Dio, is that i feel like they would have more answers for luana rumo in the second half of the Absolutely. afc game this year based on formation formation um differences the things that patrick is willing to do now and also a run game they're not afraid to hand the ball off anymore and i think that's the big key for the Kansas City Chiefs. We know, and I told you guys this last year going into the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes' legs are very underrated mm. when it comes to especially playoff football and big games. He usually always makes some kind of run that either flips the game or gives you an opportunity to get in the end zone. But I, to your point, Dio, I think the, the, the dividing up of formation, the discipline that he's playing with, along with a willingness from Andy Reid, and Eric Bieniemy to run the football has made them as tough of a guard as the Cincinnati Bengals. But more importantly, I think last year, coming into this year with the Kansas City Chiefs, this is about self-evaluation mm. and what we need to be in the absence of Tyreek Hill. And they've actually overcome it right. and become better, to yeah. your point, because they've been willing to do the things that aren't all the way sexy 
but just churn yards out and have success offensively. Yeah, they've stayed a step ahead uh, to yeah. their credit. Yeah. And you mentioned Patrick Mahomes running. It, it almost seems like this year when he runs, he feels a little bit more comfortable with it. At times, yeah. last season felt like he was having some success there and making some big runs, but it was almost out of pure panic and, oh, i got to do something. Now it's like, yeah, let me do this, and it's going to make a big difference. we got a lot coming your way still on NFL Live, including the Dan Wagon. That means the horses are galloping through the studio. Who is it? The biggest Pro Bowl snub this year. Ooh, that kind of, you kind of just gave it away a little bit. Oh, because there's some Pro Bowl snubs now. Okay, all right, so here's the previous winners. Garrett Wilson from last week. Go on, Garrett Wilson! Look at this list of names. These Dan Wagon people are good. We'll be right back to find out who it is. So you say the biggest Pro Bowl snub. This year, and there's like four or five of them. Yes. All right. According to me. Biggest snub according to me. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Coming this week on a special Christmas Eve edition of NFL Countdown, we're going behind the music with the Eagles' Christmas caroling offensive line. Plus, all access in Minnesota with the NFL's Comeback Kings. Breaking all-time regular season or playoff record for Comeback Victory. Kick off your Saturday morning with us on NFL Countdown at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. So glad to have you here on NFL Live. It's time for... Uh, maybe one of our favorite segments. Honestly, it's just Dan's favorite segment, but we keep doing it. By the, the way, Dan you're Wagon. the person who thought of the segment. I did not. I don't think I was. I think it was Mark Eisman, our producer. But anyway, so Garrett Wilson was on the Dan Wagon last week. Yeah. Who's going to join him this week? Who do you think's the biggest Pro Bowl snub? Well, I think it's Christian McCaffrey, but. <laughs> you got it. You absolutely greased it. McCaffrey Yay! is welcomed to the Dan Wagon. Right now, this guy is fifth in the NFL and yards from scrimmage. He's actually got 430 yards from scrimmage over the last three weeks. That's actually most in the league. He leads all player in receiving yards after contact. So basically, he's the most physical receiver, or at least receiving option in the NFL. 49ers quarterbacks have a QBR of 40 when he's off the field, 79 when he's, when he's on the field. The QBR basically doubles. Woo. This is the craziest out of his impact for the 49ers. They average 6.2 yards per play when he's on the field. 
that would be third in the NFL. His addition to their offense has totally made them legit Super Bowl contenders along with that defense, but he's on a damn wagon. Congratulations, Christian. Probably not the greatest accomplishment of your no, life. No, it is. And our award, but you're welcome. I mean, honestly, Christian, it's all downhill from here. I don't even care if you end up in the Super Bowl, if you win it. You have been on the damn wagon. That's a compliment to the damn wagon. You're, right, you're, right, like, you're, you're right. up at well the done. top now, well okay? Well done. Mad at me for a compliment. All right, let's get to something else. At the 49ers, Adam and Christian McCaffrey, will have to deal with the commanders this week. What's the latest with Chase Young for Washington? Well, Laura, believe it or not, this is the week where it certainly seems like Chase Young is finally going Woo! to return from the knee surgery that he had over a year ago. Ron Rivera, the commander's head coach, said today that Chase Young is off the injury report, and a full go for Saturday's game against the 49ers. Now, this is a story we've heard before where we've expected Young to debut at various points of the season within the last few weeks, only to see some sort of setback, whatever that was, and to see him not play. But Ron Rivera said today that Chase Young is a full go versus the 49ers, which will be a big boost to the commander's defense. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm pumped. I felt like we were going to get there a couple more times. And Adam, you're right. Uh, so this is finally the week. Let's do it. Here's a look, by the way, at the current NFC South standings we're going to get to now. Has the Buccaneers sitting one game ahead of everyone. ESPN Analytics heavily favors Tampa Bay to win the division, giving them a 76% chance to do so. Here's Tom Brady on the outlook for his team moving forward. There's spurts where it's been good and we can do kind of a lot of things the right way. And there's other times where we haven't, which leads to really where our record's at. So, um, you know, I think the point is, is it's just we're, you know, 15, 16 weeks into the season, including the bye. And the whole season comes down to, you know, three really important games. And this is the first of the three. And we're going to go battle our battle our to try to make it happen. <laughs> he was trying to decide what he was going to say there. He said it anyway. So, Dan, this is the thing the Bucks have been doing. The second half meltdowns in games. They did it again this past week yeah. against the Bengals. There was something working for their offense in the first half, though. <laughs> Why first don't they stick with that? And, and what was it? Right. I could say confidently that this is the most hard-headed and defiant unit in the NFL. Mm. I have – we. If anybody who is watching this show right now has watched this show over the last three years, me, Mina, you – RC, Marcus, we have always said this team going back to the 2020 Super Bowl winning year is a much better offense when they live in a play-action passing world. They were better in 2020, and they won a Super Bowl. They were better last year, and they were a decent team. This year, go back to last week. They did it 11 times in the first half. For 115 yards, it equals four touchdowns. Every third play they did it was a first down. Excuse me. They build a 17-0 lead. They come out in the second half and they run it three times. I don't know why. I can't figure out why. I, for three years, I have been, and, and I've, I often say this, like, I do not believe this is rocket science. This is not something where I sit there like, man, I can't figure this one out. This is so easy to understand why to do it, and I can't figure out why they will refuse to consistently do it throughout a game and throughout a season. Because they dumb as a buffalo. That's mm. why, Dan. You, can't, you don't need to figure it out. Dumb a as buffalo a buffalo. Dumb? A buffalo. They'll have, they'll have 300 buffaloes. One will be leading the line. He'll go off the cliff, <laughs> and the rest of the 299 will jump right oh, off the man, cliff. Man, we're besmirching buffaloes. Dumb as a buffalo, man. I 
like I'm telling you, dude, like it is it is crazy to me. The, here's the biggest problem too, Dan, to what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. It's how you protect your 45-year-old quarterback. Easy. Like, it's as simple as that. It makes it easier for the offensive line. Right. It makes it more difficult for the defensive line. Yep. It makes it more difficult for linebackers. Um, it makes it more difficult for the secondary. Preach. Like, we could talk about success rate for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in play action, but even let, let, maybe if we flip it, Dio, let's, make, let's yeah. play some mind tricks, okay. right? Okay, okay. Maybe if... Maybe maybe they should make it about what it does to the defense. Huh. Let, like, let's start approaching it that way. Let's say, you know what? The defense ain't going to know what play you're running if you run play action. They not going to know if it's run or pass. They going to be a little bit slower to rush the passer. They, they might give up some rush lanes because they don't know if it's a handoff or you're going to throw the football. Let's do that. Because the other way of telling them, they're going to continue to be dumb as a buffalo. You're gonna call so let's start doing it from a defensive perspective. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. you know what? Back to the buffalo thing. I'm looking up, and you know what? Buffaloes are on the list of the 19 dumbest animals. Am <laughs> you said it like Marcus says it. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. They're, they're on the list with giraffes and pandas, and I don't Man, know. Just so, catching bro, strays out here. Someone's going to tweet bro, us and be mad at us. Just drive through Yellowstone. It'll be an 18-wheeler coming. They'll sit there and look. Buffalo, giraffe, pandas? Yeah, pandas. I don't know. I also think I saw Komodo dragon Sometimes on there. Sometimes I think my lab at home is in that list. Oh, no. So cute. Okay, after an impressive win against the Cowboys last week, the Jags are looking to keep it going against the Jets. We're going to make some game picks. Oh, let's hear go. what Marcus thinks the key to success is tonight for the Jaguars. We'll be right back. Let's go. Poor Buffaloes. Buffaloes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're back here on NFL Live, and we have a great game tonight. This is a playoff game. We've told you about it. Really must win for both of these teams if they want to keep their hopes alive to continue in the postseason for the Jaguars and the Jets. Let's check in now with the Domino's pregame headquarters ahead of this game. And Adam, give us the latest on the big fellas, Quinnen Williams and Cam Robinson. Well, Quinnen Williams is expected to be out there tonight, Laura, after missing his last week's game, which will be a big boost to the Jets' defensive line. Missed his presence last week, but he is expected to be back out there tonight as the Jets try to go after Trevor Lawrence and prevent him from having the types of performances that he's had recently. The Jaguars are not going to have Cam Robinson. Obviously, he's going to be placed at IR. He's out for the year, not going to play again. That's a loss. To the Jaguars offensive line, Walker Little could step in at left tackle and try to replace him. But Quinton Williams is back. 
Cam Robinson is not. We'll see where that takes the two teams tonight. Yeah, you mentioned try to replace Cam Robinson. I think that's a great way to phrase Hard. it. That That is such a key absence for these Jaguars. Good. Thanks to Adam. Trevor Lawrence has been excellent in recent weeks, especially when it comes to throwing outside the numbers. Since week nine, he leads the league in QBR on passes outside the numbers, throwing 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. He's been consistent with it, too, posting a QBR above 80 in each of his last six games. That'll be put to the test tonight, though, is he not only faces the challenge of throwing outside in this crazy weather, 40 mile per hour winds, the rain, the cold, but faces a Jets defense that allows the second lowest QBR on throws on the outside. I do think the Cam Robinson thing's huge. We'll address that as we go here. But Marcus, what do you think is the key to this matchup when the Jaguars have the ball? You can dance through your comments, too, if you want. I know, right? Uh, Travis Etienne. Listen, th this is going to be one of those weather games yeah. where your back comes into play, and not just in handoff, screen game, quick outlet dumps to get him to rock and allow him to work in space. This New York Jets defense is a run-and-hit defense now. It's tough sledding against this team, as everybody know if you watch them all season long. But I think this establishment will not only help Trevor Lawrence maybe take try to take advantage of some things on the outside, but this is one of those games late in the season yep. where you got two teams that pride themselves on being physical at the line of scrimmage. And I think this is a game where Travis Etienne can have some success if you get him matched up on Mosley or Williams or find him some open space and allow that athleticism to maybe give you some big plays. It's going to be tough to just push that thing down the field all game long based on the weather reports that we get. Yeah, you know, Marcus, I have two questions for you. Um, who is the head coach of the Jets? The head coach of the Jets is Robert Salah. And then what position does Trevor Lawrence play? Quarterback. I just like the way he says those two words. For tonight's game. Is it Salah? It's Salah. Salah He's a quarterback. Okay. It's Salah well, I'll say and something. quarterback. Well, I'll say Salah. Uh, Salah. Salah. All right, Salah. so tonight's game. Yeah. I, I kind of said <laughs> yeah. this about Zach to start the show. The weather will be an important part for you. Trevor Lawrence in this offense tonight. And I will reiterate um, the focus on every single play of getting the snap, bellying the football, making sure maybe it's a two-handed handoff to Travis Etienne mm. to make sure that there's no giveaways. A every single possession has to end with a kick for Trevor Lawrence. That defense that you're going against with the Jets is phenomenal. And you got to make the Jets' mm -hmm. offense against your defense earn a win tonight. I'd say in totality, the big challenge that I would say for the Jags to present against this phenomenal Jets defense, make all 11 of them tackle consistently. Trevor has done such a phenomenal job of getting the ball out quick, getting the ball out quick, and playing like an unselfish brand of football and not holding. You hold the ball against this defensive line, it's a death sentence, okay? Three-yard completions night, night. on first down matter against this defense. Two-yard completions on second down matter against this defense. So how good of a job he does of forcing that Jets defense on a wet night to tackle, being completion-driven, and getting the ball out quickly. And the second thing I'd say is this. You better start fast against this Jets defense. Mm. You started slow in games, Jacksonville, early, uh, too often this year, and you've gotten down. We saw you will not come back from down 17 versus this football team, this defense. You have to focus on starting fast. Okay, a wind advisory tonight, by the way, guys. 8 p.m. to around midnight, the heaviest rain. They're expecting close to two inches of rain, potentially at least one and a half. 
great night for football. It's crazy. <laughs> Not so much. I know. We'll see who ends up doing it. Let's see who we're going to pick for this one. Jess and Jags. Oh, who man. you want to take? Swagoo, you want to go first? Man, I'm going Jags, but that Cam Robinson uh -oh. and Quentin Williams news bothers me, man. Look at us. And I we're think Quentin Williams Jags. is the type of player that can impact it. Anybody want to change? Know. I think I'm going to go Jets. Oh. I think, no, never mind. What? Never mind. I'm thinking about what's on the other side on offense. Like, okay. I mean, you never can kind of convince yourself mind. to switch. I, I wanted yeah, to switch even mind. before the show. Never the mind. Cam Robinson thing Dang. is sneaky big. And Quentin Williams being back. It's big. Dan, you want to change? No, if this was, if the weather wasn't happening, I would take the Jets. But I think with the weather, that benefits Jacksonville. Great game. Ooh. Playoff game. I take If, Mike, if, 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 if Mike White was playing in this game, I would take the Jets. Oh, man, that's pretty uh, severe playing. on Zach Wilson, yeah. but we hear you. All right, the weather outside will be frightful. Enjoy the game. We'll see you tomorrow once again on NFL Live, getting ready for the holidays and a whole lot of football. Enjoy the start of Week 16. Let it snow. <laughs>